Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. This reading is taken from Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 to 12. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be found in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. This is from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power through, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled in the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be with you. Uh, As Lizzie said, I'm Eve, and I'm the clergy leader here at St. George's. Uh, And today we come to our Gift Sunday. So we heard last week from Lizzie about our vision here at St. George's to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. And we learned together from the early church in Antioch, 
how they preach the good news of Jesus that is for everyone, everywhere, even in the midst of persecution. They made disciples that worship the Lord wholeheartedly. They served those in need in the city as each of them were able. And they sent out leaders like Paul and Barnabas. And we've also been hearing about many of the ways our vision is alive and active in our church family and the city, in Lizzie's talk and in the videos that we've been watching of different congregation members over the last few weeks. And if you come today having not heard uh, the vision sermon from last week, I encourage you to catch up with that this week on YouTube or on our podcast. Lizzie also rightly named that vision costs money. And at the moment, we anticipate a funding gap between our expenditure and our income of £113,000. And we're working hard to maximise the high income from our buildings and to steward our costs well. But realistically, we hope that one-off gifts and members of our church starting or increasing their regular giving will cover most of this gap. If we want to do all that God is calling us to do, that requires us to respond to God's love in Jesus and his vision for our church with a wholehearted response. And we talk about this in three main ways. Pray, serve, and give. We've had a fantastic vision prayer and worship gathering this week where we prayed in our building and online through our prayer vision bookmark that hopefully you've received. We've been hearing about how many people serve the church and the city with their time and their gifts and their skills. And I'm going to be talking this morning about the third way of responding, which is to give financially to the St. George's vision, to the whole of the vision, to invest in God's kingdom coming to Leeds as we preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. And we'll come to respond a little bit later with the gift response card that you have. You don't need to fill that out yet. We will come to that in a few minutes' time. And as we think about our financial giving as part of our response to God's vision and God's love, I want to root us in the first Bible passage that we heard in Malachi, chapter 3, verses 6 to 12. This is a passage from the Old Testament, it's where Malachi is found, the last book of the Old Testament. And if you know your Old Testament, you know that despite God's faithful love, his powerful rescue, his offer of life in all its fullness, humanity continues to go their own way with disastrous consequences. The prophet Malachi paints a picture of the repeated unfaithfulness of God's people, interweaved with a deep hope the possibility of forgiveness, restoration, and blessing. Malachi concludes with a promise of the coming of the prophet of Elijah, who will offer forgiveness to all people through repentance and faith. 
And when we keep reading our Bibles into the New Testament, we soon find this promise in Jesus Christ. So in our verses, we hear God, through Malachi, challenge God's people. They were holding back their tithes and offerings, financial and the fruit of the land, in their worship. This might be because they remain untrusting of God as their provider, or because they've got so used to serving other gods and idols that they can't imagine worshipping God solely and wholeheartedly with everything they have. And I want to acknowledge we also live in challenging times where it might feel difficult to trust God's provision. The cost of living crisis, some having to move from their country of origin, and the ongoing impact of COVID making us feel insecure. And money has a particular way of having a spiritual hold on us, where it can be difficult to imagine giving any of our money away. So the concept of robbing God in this Old Testament passage, instead of wholeheartedly bringing their whole tithe, for the New Testament church and for us now, is more the idea of holding back from giving with joyful and hilarious abandon, which is faith filled in the God who provides in our worship or to hold back from bringing things to God in prayer and praying boldly, to hold back from offering our serving. But in this passage in Malachi 3, God says something amazing and unexpected through Malachi, especially in the worldview of the time where other deities were depicted as petty or power-hungry or distant. Why bring their offering in to God's house? Well, we read in uh, this passage, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. I wonder if you would join me in the next short paragraph. If you can see it, would you read it with me? Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Firstly, do you notice in this passage, God says, test me in this. That's unusual. Normally we hear in church, do not put God to the test. Yeah, anyone heard that before? It's literally in God's commands in Deuteronomy chapter 6 that Moses shares with God's people. So now God says, actually, here in this instance, you can test me. Secondly, and I think the main point that we see in this passage, God doesn't say, Give me your tithes and offerings because I need them to make me feel better. God has already said, I do not change. He is trustworthy, good, and merciful, and faithful. God doesn't say, give me your tithes and offerings 
so that I can maintain the status quo. He doesn't say, give me your full tithes and offerings and you will need to keep slogging away at the land. Fend for yourselves and I will remain at a distance. God, the Lord Almighty, urges his people to bring their full offering so that he may bless them. His motivation for test me, test me in this, is his loving generosity so that he can show off his generosity to his people. Now, it's exaggerated language. It feels hyperbolic, but it's also the truth. God will literally and spiritually open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room to store it. And God's people found that out again and again. I had this image of the water hydrants they have, particularly in the States, that burst um, sometimes, and it becomes a place of joy and kind of abandon and play, um, as well as function. Even more than pouring out his blessing, God says he will protect that blessing, which were, for God's people was their crops, their livestock, their livelihood. God will protect it, sustain it, and others around will notice the blessing of God's people. It will be evident. God wants to open the floodgates of heaven and pour out abundant blessing. This is our God. Now I need to say, I'm not promising here before you that if you give to St. George's, you will be guaranteed to find a job if you're looking for work, or you will never experience financial hardship. God's blessings are not just narrowly financial. It could be financial, it could be that God brings blessing in a different way. But many people have been surprised by God's provision when we give generously in a way that feels like it requires faith and trust in who God is. And we read these verses in Malachi, the end of the Old Testament, in the light of the new, in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who was the promised one, God's promise made flesh. And Jesus completely fulfilled the Old Testament law. He offered himself as the ultimate offering, the ultimate sacrifice. Our relationship with God here today is secure. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And everything we offer back to God is in thanks and praise. And Paul reminds the Ephesian church of that, of God's glorious riches of grace in the second reading that we heard, in the prayer he prays over them. In Ephesians 3, Paul prays, I pray out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. We live strengthened by the Spirit, and we may need the Holy Spirit to strengthen us to again grasp the magnitude of God's love, to courageously test 
God in our financial giving, especially in light of those challenges I mentioned earlier. But the Lord doesn't change. He still wants to open the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing. But what does our storehouse here at St. George's, making it practical for us, what does that look like? How can we bring our whole offering into God's house, into St. George's? Well, I'm going to invite now the wonderful Keith, our treasurer, to come up and help me with this. Um, Fantastic. There we go. So Keith, thank you so much for all you do. What does it look like for you to be treasurer? What's your day job when you wear that wonderful suit that's on the screen? Yeah, that's me looking quite posh. Um, <laughs> so I, I work full time. Uh, I'm the head of finance and commercial for the tram system down in Sheffield. Um, now when I'm not doing that, and that's quite a full on job, I do give my time to the church um, and using my skills in accounting and finance for fulfilling the role of church treasurer. So the main thing that I do, or one of the main things, is pull together a budget, an annual budget for the church. Um, and we do that in a way that is prayerful. Um, we, we look at um, what God is calling us to. So again, that's preaching Jesus, um, Making disciples. Making disciples. Do you want them all? I don't know if you wanted them all, or you were just you know, summarising. And sending out leaders. And so there's, there's quite a lot to that. And, you know, I said that, you know, we, we consider that prayerfully. So it's not just me that pulls together this budget. Um, there's quite a few people involved. So there's a clergy team, there's members of the PCC, uh, there's a treasury team that we've heard from again today. Um, and obviously myself and the staff team that's involved. So when you actually add up all of those people, that's probably over 40 people that are involved in trying to pull this together. Amazing. And we want to thank you for the huge investment that you give with your time uh, into this. And as we look now at um, the budget, we're going to go to the wonderful screen and we're going to move to here. And the... Have a look at our budget. So, looking at our expenditure, Keith, um, we're going to do this today in the form of edible budgets. Um, and here I have our budget in edible form in a cookie that has been, my props have been made for me by a member of the youth, uh, so that's amazing. So, um, here we have what we um, spend things on. I think you can read things, but I'm going to add, as you talk, um, the segments of our budget. So, so, this so is, talk me through it. So, so this is a real pie chart, uh, <laughs> rather than the one that was on the back of the leaflet you had. So one of the biggest sort of slices of that pie chart, or cookie, as we now have, uh, is sort of the clergy uh, and the diocese. This is, this is the, our parish share that we pay out uh, to the parish to support um, the members, well, to actually pay for the clergy, but to also support mission uh, throughout the Diocese of Leeds. So that's a big chunk. And yeah. then we have operations, 
So these, are our church gatherings don't just happen, or events don't just happen. So that's the resources, the people resources that we need to put these things on. And then we've got buildings. We're in a fantastic building today, um, but obviously they need day-to-day maintenance and repair. Um, there's insurance costs, there's utility costs, service contracts, and the people that can do those things to maintain it. And then we've got the church centre down at the bottom of the steps. Again, a huge resource for the church, but that actually needs people to run it. Um, But also, we need to insure it. We've got gas, electricity, and service contracts to well maintain that as well. And then we've got a whole group of ministry uh, areas. So students, the youth, the children, things to put on for Sundays, and our wonderful interns as well. And then we've got our mission partners. So this is where we're giving things away. So we've got our overseas mission partners. We've also got our local mission partners of Kids Club and Leeds Faith in Schools. And also we've got Lighthouse in there. So we seek to, do the, we seek to be generous with what we do And we do give away generously. Obviously, the mission partners are an obvious part of that. But also, a proportion of what we give to the diocese in our parish share also supports local mission in the area of Leeds. But we also give away when we church plant as well. We've supported those church plants over the last four to five years. So those are our expenditure. Amazing. So this looks delicious. This looks uh, good enough to eat. Uh, And this is all that God is calling us to do in our vision. So this is our expenditure. So um, how is this funded? And so as you name things as well, we've got our um, funding. There's another tray. And I'm going to add add bits and pieces to it. So how do we fund this vision, Keith? Right, we're now going to make up a pie chart. Um, But obviously, one of the things that we fund this um, big sort of vision with is giving. And I'd just like to thank everybody that gives to the church. You know, we really appreciate that. And this is the main area uh, of funding to actually see our vision uh, fulfilled. And of course, today is a good opportunity to prayerfully review of of what we give and how we give. Um, Obviously, as a church, with all the things I've mentioned, such as utilities and insurance, we suffer from rising prices through inflation. It would be wonderful through today, when we review these things, if we could at least sort of keep pace with that. But I'm looking for us to go further than that uh, in terms of doing that. And, and obviously the easiest way to do this, and the one that makes my life as church treasurer easier, uh, is to know what's coming in month by month. And one of the ways we can do that, if you've got a bank account, is to set up a direct a standing order. It's very easy to do nowadays. And we just know how, where we are. So if you come on to the next slice... Yeah. Uh, of our income. 
uh, which is Gift Aid. Oh, yes. Gift Aid adds a nice little chunk to that, doesn't it? So, so I, I like Gift Aid. Uh, if you are a UK taxpayer, it's always good to give through Gift Aid. Um, this is actually, we can reclaim a proportion of the tax that you have already paid. So for every pound that you give, I can reclaim 25p. So it's a great thing to do if you can. The next slice is the church centre income. And as we've said, uh, we, we hire that space out to fee-paying um, people who want to hire the rooms, such as the NHS and quite a lot of charities as well. So that's, a, that's an important slice. And then there's everything else, the other bits in there. can't see the writing, but it does say other in pink. So, just so, so those could be sort of income from some of our investments, hiring out some of the spaces for car parking down in the centre, uh, and also, you know, hiring out this space as well. So that, that's other. Wonderful. Well, there's a, but there's a bit, there's a slice missing here. So we have this gap. We, we do have a funding gap between the expenditure and the income, and currently we're looking at that as being £113,000. Okay, but we do, it looks like we've got some different things on the table, some different sources of money in our pots as well. That's so correct. there's a beautiful selection of jam tarts. Yes. Yeah. So, so those, those represent our reserves. Okay, so we do have a certain amount of reserves and they're separate from the pies. Yeah. Um, because we, we have those and we set those aside for certain capital activities. Okay. So we bought the chairs with it, we bought a new lift with it, we fixed the boiler. So we bought the chairs, so this is the... If, you're going to eat, the you're gonna eat the chairs. You're going to eat something again. I knew this would happen. I knew it would happen. <laughs> But also, more recently, we've had the roof fixed over here as well. So, having those reserves... Yeah, I'm not going to eat them all. I might, not, I might not be able to eat them all. So, that's... Okay, that's okay. Yeah. So, having those reserves means that we don't have to dip into this operating budget. Um, so, we look to steward them sort of carefully and well so that we can have fulfil our vision and mission. We don't really want, we don't want to put... No, no, don't, 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 no. don't cross over those okay. things, please. Okay. Um, and then this... Ah. This, this is empty. Eve, did that not have orange juice in it? It may have done. Last, last year, I may have done this with orange squash, and I may have drunk this particular pot of money. So what, what's this money? Well, this represents, yeah. or did represent, our strategic mission fund. Okay. Um, Currently, it's empty because we gave away £50,000 to the church plant in Bramley uh, last year. But obviously, we'd like to replenish that because we're seeking to church plant again in the next couple of years. So it would be really good if we could find a way to top that up. Okay. So there's this gap here, Keith. I feel like the answer is in the room. I feel like there should be... Hang on, I feel... Can you see anybody in the room? Dan, what are you... Just, can you just... Look at Dan, guys. Dan is... Dan, what are you... What are you eating? Okay, come, come and talk to me. 
So just come and. Sh sh what are you, what are morning, you eating? Everyone. Sorry, I was just having my breakfast. Um, I usually have a large cookie every morning. <laughs> okay. So there's no different. So you're keeping all of that, all of that to yourself. What? Well, I was going to eat some of it. Okay. I guess I've got a bit left. I could. Like maybe that bit. What do you think? Well, it would, that would go towards this gap a little bit, actually. How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, it is delicious. Oh, it's a tough one. Yeah, okay, all right. Okay, Let's so do I it. have that little bit. Okay, but I can keep this bit. You can keep that bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for real, I can keep eating it. You can keep eating it for real. <laughs> oh, so this, keep Dan it. has just contributed some towards this is what you've made happen, this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. Thank you all. So thank you, Dan and Keith, for talking us through that and what, the, um, what that pie looks like. Um, and you can come and look at it as well later on if you want to. And let's give a hand to Keith of all that he does with our session. Amazing. So as we approach the God who says, test me in this, I want to pour out his blessing. How might we respond in prayer, serving, and giving financially? Well, in Malachi, God says, bring the whole tithe. We're each invited to bring our whole financial tithe and offering to God. And some refer to tithe, that regular giving, as a tenth, and that's a really valid way of doing it. But I want to emphasize and encourage us today in the idea of bringing a proportion, a percentage of our income to God, the first fruits, the first percentage to him before any other gods or idols, which would look like regular giving to St. George's through the standing order that Keith talked about. It might also be that God is inviting you to bring an offering, a one-off gift in response to the vision of St. George's. So I began giving proportionally at university and it has adapted with my income. But I've always prayed and asked about that percentage and sometimes it's felt like a test me moment. Regular giving to my church wasn't something that I was brought up with. But since I had my own income, including my student loan, I've given to the church. And I feel like I've known God's blessing in lots of ways. I've been blessed with some lifelong deep friendships, finding a vocation, a job that I feel called to, seeing ministry areas in the churches that I've been a part of that I'm not serving in thrive because I've given to the wider vision. And I don't regret any of my giving. And this gift day, actually, because I was preaching to myself as I prepared this, I've already prayed and increased my regular giving by a small proportion. But I'm actually praying about the offering part uh, over the next couple of weeks because I want to see what God says. And giving is one core way of putting my money where my mouth is. Enacting my discipleship and the belief in the vision to invest in something bigger than myself um, and that I can see thrive even if I'm not there in person. And if I'm benefiting from and being blessed by the vision and ministry of St. George's, and I definitely want to contribute towards it as well. So we've heard God say, test me in this. 
This might mean for us not assuming we know what we're going to give or are able to give, but prayerfully asking God to guide us in generosity. And I want to acknowledge that financial giving may not be possible for some people. For example, each of our brothers, some of our brothers and sisters in our Farsi family who are seeking asylum, as asylum seekers receive 49 pounds and 18 pence a week to live on. And we want to say that if that's you, please don't feel pressured to give financially. Um, We don't expect you to. We see all the ways you pray and serve and bless us with your presence. And we want to support you through the ministry of St. George's. But if that's not you and you don't currently give regularly to St. George's and you'd say this is your church, may I invite you into the adventure and blessing of giving regularly to our vision. And you can do that with the information on the giving page of our website or on the vision response cards today. So when it comes to this financial giving, we know that we have this vision from God and that this is God's house. And as I've prayed into this talk, I've sensed that prompting, that verse, test me in this, for God longs to pour out abundant blessing, to show off his generosity. We might need the Holy Spirit to strengthen us in our inner being today as we grasp again the magnitude of God's love to confidently bring our full offering to God. And while I've focused on financial giving, our response cards cover all that we've been talking about, praying, serving, and giving. And all of these are really important, as important as each other. And I encourage you to think about all of those fresh today. And we can all do some of these responses. Many of us can do all of them, and that will be my response this Gift Sunday. But we value everybody's response. Everyone has a part to play in whatever we can offer. So will we test God in this, in our generous praying, serving, and giving? Amen. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.